Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. You're back where it's at, and it's time to chat. We chatter about what matters on the show designed with you in mind. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and entertained. Thanks for tuning in to the 179th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. This is Tanisha Baker, and you are talking with T. It's October 29th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, beautiful actress Gabrielle Union, blackish star actress Tracy Ellis Ross, actress Winona Ryder, Randy Jackson of the famous Jackson family, and Tony Award-winning actress and singer Melba Moore. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Cat Day, National Hermit Day, and National Oatmeal Day. The theme this month is Fear Factor. And as we get closer to Halloween, we become drawn to those things that are considered scary. Ghosts, witches, goblins, and such. You know, spiders, caskets, graveyards, gore. Children go trick-or-treating. Adults attend costume parties. We listen to spooky stories, watch horror flicks. Halloween is also known as All Hallows' Eve and has been traced back about 2,000 years. As it's recorded, there was a Celtic festival held around November 1st called Samhain, which means summer's end. And it was an annual communal meeting at the end of the harvest year. Samhain was also a time to commune with the dead. It was the day when spirits of the dead would cross over into the other world. All month on Talking With T, you've been encouraged to face your real fears, to tackle those things to keep you frozen and afraid to move forward. It could be the fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of inadequacies, fear of competition, or anything that keeps you from taking risks and accepting challenges and reaching new heights. Face your fears and get beyond anything that puts a pause in your progress. Look, the bottom line is that most people are afraid of something. Fear of heights, closed spaces, large crowds, whatever. The goal is to overcome your fears and understand how the fear factor can be a barrier to you being your best self. Mark Twain said, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. This week, I want to introduce you to our newest contributor on Talking With T, Calvin Taylor Skinner. He is passionately committed to leadership development, community organizing, multicultural engagement, diplomacy, and higher education access and success programming to enhance lives in low-income and high-minority neighborhoods. He has over 10 years of experience with project management and diversity initiatives in the education, nonprofit, and faith-based communities. From high school youth to veteran professionals in nonprofit, corporate, government, education, and faith groups, Calvin has had the unique opportunity to serve with dynamic leaders from Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York, Knoxville, Tennessee, and internationally with his most recent project to organize for Ambassador Susan Johnson Cook's diplomatic work in South Korea. All right, audience, I have a special treat for you today. I want to introduce you to our newest contributor on Talking With T, Mr. Calvin Skinner. And how are you today? 
Oh, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I probably should have said Reverend Scanner. You're just so much more than that. You're a reverend, you're an activist, and why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, just thank you for having me on. and uh, certainly uh, looking forward to contributing and helping our audience and our community become um, better aware of how to engage uh, around uh, politics and uh, engage, um, you know, our local and state officials. But nevertheless, I, uh, as you shared, I'm a minister. I grew up as a pastor's son. I grew up in Mount Zion Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I went on uh, after graduating from the University of Tennessee uh, to live in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., uh, where I've done a lot of work around faith and policy, uh, specifically around uh, youth development, youth education, and also around national issues, uh, uh, garnering uh, support and awareness uh, around national uh, matters such as affordable health care, making sure uh, churches uh, were um, aware of uh, what was the uh, Affordable Health Care Act that uh, the Obama administration passed. And also, uh, a few years ago, I worked uh, with the national uh, denomination, church denominations, um, to mobilize the vote and ensure uh, people uh, showed up to the polls during the uh, 2014 midterms, um, especially through um, our historic black churches, uh, reaching uh, over uh, 30,000 uh, people, specifically in, in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, but uh, nationally, uh, we reached over a million people with the voting message, and uh, that certainly just continues to um, uh, be a, a, a good point for me in terms of uh, recognizing what I learned uh, through those experiences in Philadelphia and D.C. and applying those experiences uh, while I'm uh, back in Knoxville as uh, I moved back uh, uh, last year. Uh, to engage okay. around mobilizing uh, our community through the vote. So I just want to say, so I'm talking with T, we say we chatter about what matters. And our tagline is to educate, empower, engage, and, of course, entertain the community. And so I just wanted you to share something about yourself to let the audience know we brought in the top dog. We're not playing around. We oh, got yeah. someone here, hey, <laughs> who will really, I think, our biggest weapon is information. And Absolutely. so for me to inform the community, spark discussions, and make them aware of things that are important, and hopefully we will grow into being more proactive versus reactive as Absolutely. we're armed with information. So I am more than delighted to have you join the Talking with TT. And look at audience, he is going to have a segment each week on the show to help engage and in empower you and educate you on, as he said, politics and policy, those things that we need to be aware of. But today, as we know, coming soon and very soon, we have uh, voting, we have elections coming up, and so I'd like you to speak to that, the importance of it, and what's at stake. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. Um, I must say that uh, a thriving community, a robust 
uh, community is a community that is engaged uh, around uh, the vote and to ensure that uh, our voices are heard, um, our power, we are leveraging our power, it's important uh, for our people to be informed uh, around the critical issues that impact our community and it's important our people uh, vote. Uh, so as we have elections coming up uh, November 6th, and uh, this is a historic election uh, here in Tennessee, especially for our area, for the first time in many decades, we do not have an incumbent, meaning that uh, every, uh, seats um, are open um, to uh, candidates that have not previously served uh, in that particular capacity. So, for example, uh, for the governor's, uh, seat there, uh, the seat is open, uh, um, and for the first time in, in eight years, uh, we have, uh, Congress, uh, congressional seat open, uh, that is open that hasn't been open in more than 50 years, uh, to anybody by the name, uh, not by, uh, well, not named, uh, John Duncan for the Duncan family, uh, in one way or the other have uh, held that congressional seat for um, almost 50 years. And then we have a U.S. Senate race uh, where uh, we have uh, an open seat. Um, so uh, these are, uh, again, uh, historic elections that we have these three uh, seats available um, that is not held by the incumbent for, uh, that has not been held by the incumbent for many, many years. And then we also have a state Senate race and a state representative. Uh, state representative um, seat uh, that is, uh, wow. you know, now open. So uh, a lot in terms of uh, to to know who is running, but nevertheless, um, it's important we do know uh, who is running and who represents uh, the needs of our community and who is ready and able to address the needs of our community because these are the people who uh, make the decisions around policy that impacts our community uh, directly. Uh, so that's the first thing, uh, understanding, um, you know, who is running, uh, but mm -hmm. also, most importantly, uh, what are uh, the issues uh, that's at stake for our community. Um, so first of all, we have uh, affordable housing. Uh, we all uh, as a community understand what it means to have access to affordable housing uh, where uh, the the earnings that we get through our jobs, uh, much of it goes to uh, where we live, whether it's a uh, yeah. rent or mortgage. Um, to have access to affordable housing is critical. And then in turn, having uh, access to jobs that uh, adequately uh, gives us adequate wages so we can raise a family, so we can support a family. Uh, that is impacted by those people who we elect because they put into place uh, policies uh, that uh, might attract uh, businesses or corporations that uh, offers uh, wages that, uh, again, uh, help us uh, support our families. And uh, with housing, uh, they can put policies into place to ensure that when houses are developed, uh, when apartments or uh, other dwelling places are developed, that uh, 
the the developers and uh, the pre the people who manage um, those apartment developments or who build those homes uh, they are uh, homes and uh, there are programs into in place uh, that help families get access uh, so they can uh, live in in a comfortable way mhm mhm and so wow Okay. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, number one, if you want to call in, if you have questions, you can call in on the talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Again, that's 409-1170. You can also post questions on our website or social media pages. So, we're looking at affordable housing as a major issue that impacts our community directly and then we have all these open seats. I, I wasn't even aware of that. So I've got to do some more homework, and I'm glad to have you to help keep me informed as we try to inform the community. Is there anything else that we need to be paying attention to that's coming up in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we think about uh, robust and vibrant uh, communities, we should always understand that uh, youth, uh, engaging youth and ensuring that youth uh, are supported and nurtured mm-hmm. uh, is, is is crucial and it's, it's critical that we um, identify uh, those candidates and identify those officials uh, who have the the emerging generation and youth in mind. Uh, we should understand that education. Uh, certainly a, a great incubator uh, for developing uh, strong and vibrant youth. Uh, so anytime uh, we engage uh, candidates or engage our uh, elected officials, uh, we should mm-hmm. understand that uh, they should have priority education and uh, making sure resources are readily, readily available uh, for uh, those institutions that uh, that bring up and and have the, the minds uh, of of our youth, um, so right. that uh, they can have the opportunity to learn and grow and uh, be prepared uh, to uh, carry our communities and uh, carry the mantle of leadership. So education is certainly another vital piece uh, to uh, understanding what makes the community vibrant and. Uh, certainly, uh, there are uh, policies in place uh, that uh, either hinders uh, what happens uh, with our schools, or help, mm-hmm. uh, or there there are programs in place that help uh, our young people in schools uh, develop and grow in in a great way. Right. So I take from that one, we have to be able to pass the torch. So we need to prepare mm-hmm. our young people to continue. And then I've considered education to be the great equalizer, and my personal passion is grounded in youth advocacy and education, so I appreciate you bringing that up. And many people say that that is the current uh, civil rights movement, education. That That's the piece now that we need to become focused on in as far as equipping our young people with, you know, all the tools, all the resources that are needed, and we could go on and on about this and the difference between equality and equity, and maybe we will at another time. But for now, I just want to welcome you again and thank you again 
for being a part of the Talking with T team and contributing some much needed information to our audience. Well, thank you, and I look forward to uh, engaging and talking and discussing more. And just to remind the audience, November 6th is uh, our election uh, day, Tuesday. Uh, so, people, um, please call your family, your friends, remind them, um, mm-hmm. text them, uh, give them a call, even uh, offer them a rise for November 6th is the election date. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This week's tip is don't worry about what somebody else is doing with their child. We have a lot of people with opinions about other people's children or other people's situations. And my thought on that is if it has nothing to do with you, if you don't have to drive that child to the place or to the practice or to the school, If there's no money coming out of your pocket to fund it, why is it any of your business? People do what they want to do with their kids. People do what they want to do for the betterment or for whatever the situation is in that household. You can't question what's going on in other people's households. You can't question what people decide to do with their children. The better question is, the only thing you need to be questioning are some of those people who seem to be fixated on what other families are doing or what other people are doing with their children. Worry about or talk about or mention how people send their kids to schools or send them to functions or send them to practice without the things that they need to be successful. If they are sending their kids to school without the materials they need or they're sending their kids to school with mismatched shoes on, yes, I've seen it, shoes on the wrong foot, um, shoes barely have shoestrings in them, sending their kids to school with uh, shirts inside out, clearly faces are not being washed, hair is not being combed. Say something about that. Wonder about those parents. Wonder about those parents who don't get their kids' stuff out at night and the kids have to struggle in the morning, little kids struggle in the morning to try to put uh, an adult sock on with a baby sock on. Let's talk about those kids. The main ones who always have something to say about other people be the ones who don't have room to say anything at all, but always have something to say. So. With that being said, again, when you hear people saying something about another person's child or another person's household or family situation, we are refused to deal with, and it's just a way to avoid their issue. That is the tip of the week, and I've been talking with T. Let's check out our Monday Minute Quick Bits. As the month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I want to share a story that hit the media last week. 17-year-old LaShonda Childs was murdered by her 28-year-old ex-boyfriend. 
Prior to her murder, Childs had made a Facebook post describing the abuse she had received. She had a restraining order against him, but in the end, that didn't save her, even after she had called the police and said he had a gun. She had talked about how he had set her hair on fire, shot up her house. This is tragic, but too common. We have to do more to prevent domestic violence. And sadly... I have to continue this segment with some tragic stories from incidents that occurred this past week. Federal authorities have captured a Florida man accused of sending 13 mail bombs to prominent Democrats. 11 people are dead and multiple people injured after a gunman opened fire with a semi-automatic assault rifle at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh this past Saturday. Gregory Allen Bush is under $5 million bond after gunning down two African-Americans at Kroger's in Louisville, Kentucky. Bush has been identified as a white supremacist with no apparent ties to the victims. The bodies of Taylor Faria, 16, and her sister Rotana Faria, age 22, were found Wednesday afternoon in the Hudson River. They were tied together at their feet with what appeared to be duct tape, and they also appeared to be bound at the waist, according to the New York Police Department. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. Thanks for listening to Talking with T. All right, well, it's now time to review trending news, and I have with me today our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, and I welcome you to our pre-Halloween edition of what they shouldn't be missing. And I wanted to know, Pam, I know you got grandkids and stuff, so you got plans for Halloween? You dress up or you pass out candy? What, what you do? Yeah, we dress up and we go to – we try to go to um, – the more um, lighter complexion neighborhoods because they usually have the best candy. Mm. And I'm just hoping this year that nobody calls the authorities on us. Now, is this 911? Halloween Hillary or Henry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them calling the police us when they see us pop up in their neighborhood. <laughs> right, right. So you dress up too or you just let the kids dress up? <laughs> no, I try to dress up too. What you going to be? You know yet? I got... Yeah, I got me a, a raincoat and some boots, and I got this umbrella with all these pictures of different men on there. It's raining men. Hallelujah. <laughs> you got to send me a picture. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you kind of brought it up. So let's start our conversation today with a lady that is being dubbed South Park Susan. Her real name is Susan Westwood. And as a side note, I did read an article that says we need to stop giving these people cute nicknames and take their actions of putting people's lives in danger more seriously. But back to the story, two black women were waiting on AAA in a parking lot. I guess they were having some auto trouble or whatever at an apartment complex. And they were approached by a white woman asking them if they lived there. She went on to say she had this job making 125000 a year and on and on. In fact, Let's just listen to the audio. Hi, how are you? I'm hot. I'm beautiful. I'm 51. I'm. What, what are we going to talk about tonight? Being hot, being beautiful, being white, being my new weave. Do you do you live here? Do you live here? I do actually. One city. 
Why do we feel that we need to be here, like hanging out, like on this beautiful, like place? Why do you feel you need to be in our space? Well, I live here and I pay rent. I and pay so almost eleven hundred. And so does and she. Okay. Don't talk to her, please, because I don't know. What's so what's going on? going on? Okay, I don't know, but we can call nine one one to find out. If That's you got cool. A problem. Well, I, I was about ready to go over to to uh, okay. Red Rocks. Do you want to meet me over to Red Rocks? No, ma'am. Okay, do you know where Red Rocks is? Okay. All right. Well, I can I, I can do this, too. I can, I can do this, too. Go ahead and call 911, Okay, let's do that right now. Let's call 911. Yeah. I want to make sure that there's nothing going on here. Because my kids go to Myers Park, so I want to make sure that there's nothing going on. And why are you hanging out? Where do you live? I live. Where do you live here in this place? Aaron, Chef, do not entertain her, please. No, Stop no, me. please do. Because I want to get this on film. Yeah, Where do you play? Film, honey. Because this is this is Myers Park. This is summer. Ma'am, would you please leave us alone and go home? I live here. Go over I pay, there. Then. I pay all my. I pay rent too. So please. What do you pay? And I'll, you I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Jonathan know what you pay. video was uploaded. Social media users identified the woman. She was terminated from her job at Spectrum Enterprises, which is a company that's a part of Charter Communications. And the company said the incident recorded in Charlotte is a blatant violation of Charter's code of conduct and clearly disregards the company's commitment to inclusion and respectful behavior. It said, as such, Ms. Westwood's employment with the company has been terminated effective immediately. And then I read that uh, she was evicted from her apartment as well. You know, that's what she get. And all these people living under a rock because every week somebody does the same scenario just in a different atmosphere. So they have to see what the outcome is. You lose your job, you get evicted. It's just back to back. Right. And they keep doing it. You're right. And they keep doing it. And you can check out the link to the article as well as the video of the incident on our webpage under today's show. But right along those lines, let's move on to Megyn Kelly. NBC confirmed on Friday 
that it booted Kelly from her morning show, and this was prompted by a panel discussion which was held this past Tuesday in which she defended wearing blackface for Halloween. Boo-boo. Anyway, even her alma mater, where she was inducted in Bethlehem Central High School's Hall of Fame in 2015, they said they were disappointed in her. By the way, she graduated in 1988, so she's around our age, and I'm thinking she should know better. But none of the parents of the students that attend now said they could recall a time back in the 80s when blackface was considered not racist. So I figured she knew it was a lie when she told it. Now, she's out of a job, a good one, because of her ignorance. So there's two job openings right there. Anybody needs a job, next week there'll probably be another one open, like you said, Pam. But these job <laughs> openings of late... <laughs> Do the willing, you know, people are willing to risk their livelihood to parade blatant racism. I don't get it. I don't either. And if her parents show her that, you know, let that fly when she was younger, they should throw a punch them, and then maybe she wouldn't be the racist she is today. Because I will yeah. say that people aren't born racist; they are right. they are born into it. So she just grew up thinking it was thinking it was okay, and then. These people on these online um, stations that, you know, they put the stories up and you go comment, they just try to justify it. Well, what if I wanted to be um, Stevie Wonder uh, or Michael Jordan and I just painted my face? Would that be – they don't understand the – I said, you need to just read the origin of blackface. Yeah, they don't understand the history of it. And right. that kind of goes to what I would consider sensitivity training. And we need a lot more of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I really blame a lot to ignorance because, like you said, by those comments, you know people are in the dark. They really have no understanding of the implications and the painful past that is brought up when they try to justify those things. So I feel like we've addressed this issue before. I think I know we have. I think it was a couple of years ago. So, Pam, you and I for sure, and I know others, don't like spiders. I don't want to see them, and I try to kill them with almost anything I can. Now, note I said almost anything. This man in Fresno, California, was house-sitting for his parents. He noticed some black widow spiders on the wall outside. This fool decided to exterminate them with a blowtorch. He done set the whole house on fire. It took 29 firemen to extinguish the fire he done set trying to kill these spiders. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would go to that extreme. Now, I did almost uh, lose my job because I came into work the other day, and they had decorated everything. They had spiders everywhere, spiders. <laughs> and I said, you know what? As bad as I need this job, y'all don't get that off my desk. We're going to have some problems. <laughs> well, I want to blow up the facility. Pam, could you tell they were fake spiders or did they look real? They look real. And then one was just sitting there. Then I don't even know what, who put rats? I was thinking, what is this rat and spider doing? What What, what is that Halloween? I don't recall that. So we were trying to team team building, first of all. They know when I say first of all, yeah, I mean business. <laughs> <laughs> they need to remove the Halloween decorations from your desk, Pam. Yeah, the spiders, because they just look too real. You know, I just can't, ooh. I don't like fake mm. spiders, real spiders, but I still wouldn't blowtorch my house. 
Right. He's about to play throwing his house away. Yeah, I said he's feeling some kind of stupid right now, and I know his parents are hot butter. Yes, they are. Just imagine if if, if you came home and got a call that your house was going to be fine. Tyler said, Mommy, with some spiders. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for this bit. Enjoy your Halloween. I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And maybe Jay will be back to join us. I know. I can't wait to tell it either. I know that's right. We discussed many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. We also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists. And if you are interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on our website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Les Brown. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.